Welcome to the Accessible South Africa Travel Podcast. This is a podcast where we discuss travel in South Africa and beyond for persons with disabilities and special needs with our host, Lois Strachan. Join us as we share inspiring stories of people who travel, exciting, accessible travel experiences, and showcase service providers who will accommodate those with special needs. And now, on with the show. everyone, it's great to have you with us on today's episode of the Accessible South Africa Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Lois Strachan. Today we're going to be introducing our second international guest, Poonam Vadya from Bangalore in India. Poonam shares some stories about her traveling on her own despite her blindness, something which I have to admit, I don't have the courage to do yet. Then in our service provider spotlight, we're going to be visiting some penguins in Betty's Bay at the Stony Point Penguin Colony. But before we go visit the penguins, let's meet Poonam. Today on the Accessible South Africa Travel Podcast, we're talking to Poonam Vagia of Bangalore in India. I first came into contact with Poonam when I heard her being interviewed by on the Blind Abilities podcast when she was traveling to California in United States of America. And she and I started chatting after that. Poonam, how are you doing today? Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Lewis. Thanks. And I'm doing really good today. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you. It's great to have you with us. And thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. Yeah, happy to be here. Great. Maybe to start off with, it would be good if you could just introduce yourself to our audience, just to share a little bit about who you are and a little bit of your story. Hmm. So my name is Poonam Vaidya, as mentioned. Uh, I'm 30 years old. I live uh, in India and I've been really, I became blind um, nine years ago and I, ever since I've become blind, I've become a bit of a travel bug and also just trying to uh, I used to be an introvert but now I become an extrovert and for me my life's philosophy is just always have fun always try to seize every opportunity and live every day uh, to its fullest which is a great philosophy of life to have can you tell us a little bit about the travels that you've done Sure. Uh, I've traveled around India quite a bit, uh, around South India. I've visited all the four major states. And uh, to the north, I've been to a couple of states there as well. Uh, Apart from India, I have traveled to the United States twice. I was in Colorado uh, and I was also in San Francisco. and California, in California. Mm, apart from that, I've been to Saudi Arabia. I have been to a place uh, in Dubai. Yeah, I've been to Dubai. And I'm trying to remember where else I've been, but I'm sure I've been to another place which I can't remember right now. But I've been around and I really like traveling. And especially I like traveling alone because I feel like when you travel alone, 
you are more a traveler when you travel with someone you feel more like a passenger well i think you're you're braver than i am because i tend to prefer to travel with someone but uh, that would give you a completely different experience of travel and just saying that you you live in india in bangalore I was hoping when I came across recently to Kolkata in India that we might get a chance to meet but it turns out we were entirely on the opposite sides of your country weren't we That's right you were as far away from me as possible so <laughs> next time I'll I'll try and make, do my planning a little bit better That's right yeah do visit South India it's amazing So Poonam when you say that you travel on your own that actually brings up a lot of questions about the logistics of how you travel how you get around in an unfamiliar destination how you navigate from one place to another and and how you find out all the information that makes you comfortable to travel independently so I'd love for you to share some of your thoughts on the logistics of how you actually travel Sure, Louis. So, firstly, I use a lot of on my daily travels, and as well as outside, I use a lot of technology. I have the most my go-to app would be iMove, and it's an app where you can kind of I I would say it's kind of like bookmarking uh, your locations. So, even if it's just something like a friend's house. uh when you're on in that place usually uh maybe you just left your friend's house you can just mark it say tom's house or bill's house or something like that and every time you have the app open it'll tell you that it's bill's house so it's uh very useful for me in my daily activities and also it does continuously tell you like you are close to which place and it's it's just a really useful app that i've been using forever um when you say logistics i would say uh in india it's a little harder to get around i have traveled alone by bus and i have traveled alone by plane but i've actually never traveled alone by train uh and that's kind of something i'm <laughs> a little nervous to do but you know some day some day somehow uh but apart from that uh it's i would say there's not that much research really required as long as you have assistance at the plane and uh, as for the bus i i've only traveled to kerala so i usually have someone to pick me up there and when i come back i'm familiar with my city uh, so i i would say uh, not too much of planning really i would just go to the place and uh, explore it but there was this one thing oh yes i i forgot to mention i was in singapore as well so when i was in singapore i was traveling around using public transport and i was alone so that that there was a bit of planning where i had to use google maps and see how long it took and where to go that kind of thing so um there is it's definitely completely dependent on the situation and sometimes as you know when we're going with someone kind of leave it up to them uh, and don't have to plan that much but uh, i really like it when i'm alone as a traveler planning charting out routes that kind of thing you mentioned an app called iMove can you tell us a little bit more about the app is it a, an ios app or available on both ios and android or is it a free app can you tell us yeah, a bit more sure. about it 
Sure. So it is a free app. That's the good news. Uh, the bad news is I don't know if it's actually available on Android because I've never. <laughs> it's funny because I've told so many people about it, and they've all said, "Oh yeah, we will download it." Or oh, does it work on Android? And I've said, "Oh well, actually, you you let me know," and they never <laughs> have. So, <laughs> so it's it's their fault. Uh, but uh, I have. Um, the app really works uh with uh i think it's just the gps so the amazing thing is that it works even without internet uh when uh you are passing by places it will say whatever like you have marked so how trying to explain how it works is there's there's many options in the panel and there's an option to record text note or speech note so let's say you're walking from point a to b and you have uh, let's say point y and point z and you have point whatever around you and you know that from point y you need to turn right so you would mark point y as whatever you want like let's say you can mark it as point y on your audio notes so let's say i'm walking from point a to b with someone and they tell me okay now we are at y and i just say you know y on my phone and uh, the next time i'm going alone it's going to tell me exactly it's going to have a bit of my voice recording saying this is the place y so i'm able to navigate alone and walk around alone because of that uh, and it's really really useful when i used to travel by auto before this before the uh, uber and the other kind of ride sharing apps came about um so i'm able to i was able to because the driver would say is it right or left and i since i can't see it would be hard to mention but uh <laughs> because of my app going uh barber shop you know i would be like okay i know that i'm coming back from work and when it says barber shop i know that from the barber shop my house is left so i would tell him left and vice versa i would say right so that kind of uh, really 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 has helped me uh i would say that that's the best app like for travel for me it's my number one go to app for sure and i use i've been using it for the last i think five or more than that seven years maybe so it sounds like it's not so much a um, a mapping app which gives you travel five kilometers on this road and then turn right no 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 no. just the kind of person i am i get a little uh it's too much information for me the audio information it says go right on this thing and you get it like if i'm trying to direct someone and it's telling me i get very uh flustered with two audio things going on so i prefer to have a short and crisp message by me you know like telling me where it is so mm-hmm. i even have a, a thing for my apartment so supposing i take the wrong, the lift and i go to the wrong floor i'm able to figure out that oh wait i'm in the wrong apartment i mean there are many ways i can figure out my apartment but mm-hmm. this is one of them so it really is a great tool for you to use as you navigate rather than something that you depend on when you navigate that's right that's right and like Uh, how do i explain it i have a thing that says home so when it the taxi reaches a particular point and i say home i can 
up immediately so i get out virtually at the same point every time rather oh, than wow. getting off and figure out exactly am i you know is the door 5 feet ahead of me or 1 foot ahead of me so i'm able to figure out immediately because i've gotten off at the same place every single time Great. So, well, thank, thank yeah. you for telling us a little bit about the app. I'm always curious to find out more about the technologies and the apps that people are using. That's right. So I feel that you're pretty brave getting out there as a purely independent traveler, but you must have had some challenges and obstacles in your travels. Would you like to share some of the stories with us of some of those obstacles? Sure. So this goes back to... Uh, i can tell you too about uh, singapore actually uh, and that's the one time when i was traveling in a completely new area and the new you know the culture was new and uh, because i had traveled in the united states before but i was doing that kind of uh, knowing that all these facilities are available and having friends there who have to who i could ask whereas in singapore it was purely me and myself and that's it so uh i was crossing a road and the thing about singapore is they have all the facilities but they don't really have blind people walking around they prefer to kind of uh cloister them in a particular area uh and they don't really have blind people walking around so i was an anomaly and uh, some people didn't know what to do with me and they all kind of surrounded me and they all started yelling at me where do you want to go where do you want to go where do you want to go and i was trying to tell them but they were so freaked out that they just kept repeating where do you want to go like all three of them and i just had to like take a step back and shout at them and say stop <laughs> stop <laughs> you know so i uh, it, it it that was the one time when i just had to say take a step back say stop and actually walk away from the situation and then mm-hmm. there was another person who helped me so uh, that was one of the challenges and obstacles um another obstacle uh, kind of a story would be uh, this is really um the chance when i had a choice to decide who to trust should i trust my phone or should i trust the human being so it was really late at night it was 1 in the middle of the night or i mean well uh, am it was 1 am and i was in a bus going home to in a completely new kind of environment and i was sitting in the bus and the bus doesn't speak unfortunately mm. like in the united states it does so i had to rely on my google maps and i had to get off at a green garden bus stop and my phone told me that green garden bus stop is coming up in a minute so i walked up to the driver and i said hey can you uh, can you tell me when green garden bus stop comes he was like yeah it's it's much further away i said no it's a minute away he said no it's much much further away and i was kind of a, like i was like maybe one minute is a lot for him so i went mm-hmm. and sat back and a minute later it says you are passing by oh. green green gardens bus stop 
and I started to panic because I was like, did he miss it? And it's one o'clock at the, you know, at night and I don't want to get stranded here. And uh, my Uber wasn't working at that time because of some uh, phone issue. So I was just really afraid I would get stuck there and not have any uh, one to help me. So what I did was I went up to him again and he got angry at this time. I said, I think you've already passed the uh, garden uh, gates uh, bus stop. And he said, no, I haven't. Go sit down. I'll let you know when it's there. He seemed pretty confident. And I was so worried because my now my phone was telling me that uh, I was five minutes like past the bus stop and I was getting really anxious. And my phone had never been wrong before that. It was always telling me that because I, ha- I was getting along that way. Anyway, I just I, I had no choice. And then he finally told me, all right, we've reached. Get out. So I went down and I just kind of stood there and I checked my phone again. And it said that, like you're two kilometers away from the destination. So wow. I started to think about, OK, how do I get my Uber? Can I try working with? I started downloading the local apps mm-hmm. uh, so I could use them. And this one guy came up to me and he asked me, do you need help? I said, no, no, no. I'm just looking for a cab. And then another guy came and asked me. And that's when I said, hey, is this? the green gardens bus stop and he said yeah it is (laughs) so uh, I was so glad that I had trusted the human being over the technology though very reluctantly and that's when you realize that sometimes you can be wrong like you yes it's good to be self-confident and kind of know yourself and know what uh, you're about but sometimes despite your best research and despite your technology it's always trust the human rather than something that can't think or breathe or act for itself well what I find is so interesting is to me that speaks so strongly to the the points that we know that as people we need to be flexible. We need to be able to have plan B if yeah. we find we might need it. And that that was very clearly, from what you've said, going through your mind. If this isn't the bus stop that yeah. I actually am looking for, yeah. what are my alternative plans? That's and right. that, that, that ability to be flexible and to problem solve is such an important skill for us, not just when we travel, but I think in our everyday lives as well. That's right. Yeah, it's not the it's just not the straight and you know the straight path for us. We have to find <laughs> uh, different kind of zigzags and different kind of curvy paths to our destination because it's not that simple for people with disabilities, especially. Yeah, sure. I I definitely think if I'd been in your position, I probably would have had a minor meltdown first <laughs> and then tried to figure out plan B. So. It, it all worked out in the end because my cousin was getting home from the bar at exactly the time that I finally figured out how to use the app. And I just had called him and then he said, all right, I'm coming. So it worked out in the end because if I had actually uh, not stood at the bus stop for ages and kind of wondered what to do, I would have been taking an Uber back. So it would have cost me money. (laughs) Sure. Well, I'm glad it all turned out okay in the end. But That's right. Yeah. 
So those are some of the stories of challenges that you've encountered as as someone traveling around independently. But there must also be lots and lots of truly amazing stories that you have. What are some of your favorite stories about traveling? Oh, um, I'll give you two. And um, one was, it was coming on Christmas time. And uh, this was in Colorado. And what had happened is all my... Colorado students had gone back home for Christmas and I I wasn't going back home. So everyone was like, oh, how, what are you going to do? You're going to be sad and stuff. But it's not a big deal for us because always with our families, we don't have holidays for family meetups. So <laughs> I was perfectly okay. But I uh, took this opportunity to travel around that city and learn the city. Just take a bus ride for fun uh, and plan my route and go to a place. I really love shopping and the fact that you get shoppers assist Uh, is a really big blessing so I planned to go to savers and buy stuff so I went in and I kind of got turned around and this really nice old couple came up to me and they started talking to me and I just asked them which way is savers and they decided not just to tell me like where it was walk with me to the place but actually wait with me while I did my shopping and uh, then walk back with me to the bus and make sure I got on the bus. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> part of me was a bit like rebellious about all this. <laughs> but I also realized that it, 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 it was them who wanted that company because it's difficult for people, just a regular person, to come up to another person and offer their help. Because, you know, what are they going, how do they connect with a random stranger? But with a person with disabilities or someone who needs help, obviously, like I did, uh, or even ask for help directly, um, they got that chance to be able to bond with me. I got a chance to bond with them. They almost invited me for a Christmas dinner. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I wasn't. I already had plan. I had already made a plan for Christmas, so they were kind of asking me, "What are you doing for Christmas?" And when I told them I had plans, they didn't ask. But I think they were they were angling for that. So <laughs> it was just a really nice thing to talk to them, get to know about their kids, and uh, you know, we spent almost one hour just shopping and hanging out. And the old lady helped me choose my clothes and told me which is lo- looking good, which is not looking good. So it was a <laughs> very very beautiful experience. Uh, another experience actually happened in India in fact just last week when I was traveling to work as usual using my uh, uh, like ride ride app um, and I uh, just sat in the cab and I heard an Android phone speaking for a second I thought Okay, maybe this poor driver has activated his voice <laughs> screen reader and uh, he doesn't know how to switch it off, so he's just having to like deal with it. But then I started listening and the person was actually, you know, using it and I was listening to his messages or her messages, I didn't know who it was. And I was just kind of eavesdropping and not sure <laughs> if I should say anything. Uh, I mean, it was boring stuff about a key and stuff. So I just waited for a second. I thought like maybe I should say something, but should I? So I was 
debating and I did finally say I finally said oh is that an Android phone and is that talkback and uh, this guy said oh yes yes and I said oh what's your name he said my name is Avinash I said oh I know you <laughs> because the blind community is very very um, tightly knit as mm-hmm. most disabled people know like we we have a mailing list and all that and he is a PhD uh, graduate from Delhi and I only know him by reputation never met him though he's my friend on Facebook so uh, I said hey didn't you get married recently and we just started talking <laughs> <laughs> a lot you get it like how blind people talk right like they uh, they are they compare apps they compare <laughs> experiences and it was funny because we were actually there was a other one other person in the cab because it was a, a like a sharing uh, trip that we were taking so it was him it was me and this other sighted guy and the driver so we actually were split down in the middle uh, 50% 50% sighted and that was a uh, the sighted people weren't talking to each other at all but the blind people were <laughs> blah 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 and, and I, I think the sighted dri- uh, driver and the sighted uh, rider were a little overwhelmed and like where have we arrived you know like where first of all like they might have never met a blind person and now they have met two at one time and those two know each other so well, that that's uh, always it always occurs to me that the world is a remarkably small place when it comes down to it and the fact that you were in the in the cab and realized yes. that you knew the other person that's remarkable that's right that's right. And I'd, it's, yeah. it's um, I recently read a story by Raskinborn about two people who meet who are blind and they don't know who they, each other that they both are blind and they kind of are ashamed about the fact and uh, they kind of look away and then they both just leave and at the end the guy the the spin on the tail is that the guy comes to know that the girl is blind as well so I told my friend who showed me that story and I said ha look at the new age thing not not only that I figure out in three seconds that <laughs> it was a blind guy Windows but Security. I also knew Windows him so what are the odds <laughs> No, totally. And I have to admit, the first story um, when, of the, your shopping expedition in Colorado reminded mm-hmm. me a lot of when I was in Kolkata, because I had a lot of that type of experience when I was walking around and people saying, can we help you? Do you need any? Yes. You know, that was, it was really, I loved coming to India because I found the people so amazing. Yes, uh, people I'm, in India are very helpful, uh, much, much more so than in the U.S., Sometimes a little too helpful, but it's <laughs> nice for a tourist, I think, because then you can ask them questions about India. Whereas, how would you do that otherwise? Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, well, moving on from the stories, and thank you for sharing some of your experiences with us. I want to look a little bit more at the what advice would you give to a service provider who would like to make their offerings more friendly for a traveler with different abilities? Where would they start? Right. Where? What advice would you give? 
Um, so this brings me to remembering about uh, we had gone. I, I was telling you about my first congress for people with disabilities, which I had attended, and uh, we just recently had the second congress as well in in mm. Bangalore itself. And uh, when we were having meetings about the second congress. Um, one of the people said that, oh, uh, for the first Congress, when we had gone to this park, the main guy contacted me and asked me what are the things that I could have added in the in the park that would have helped. And I spoke up immediately. I said, uh, the guy wasn't disabled, the one who he was asking. I said, how will you know what what works for a blind person? What? How will you know what works for a wheelchair person? You should have asked um, you should have asked us directly. You should have asked the wheelchair user. You should have asked the blind person about it. And he said, oh, yes, yes, yes. So I think the thing, the biggest advice is to actually ask not just one, but at, at least I think a like a smattering of blind people, maybe five or how many ever you can get your hands on, to be honest. Um through anything, through surveys, through actually asking them to visit. Uh, and I mean, not much is really required for the blind. I, I would say uh, to have uh, numbering in Braille and uh, if possible, a tactile kind of um, uh, markings on the footpaths and the, the uh, just generally. But uh, I mean, it's not much can be can be done as such. I would say for a blind person, and of course, ramps are really required for people on wheelchairs. So um, I think ramps, braille, and um, audio description wherever. I mean, I would say audio description for everything. And when obviously you're thinking about other disabilities, I would say. Uh, sign language interpreter and maybe a couple of assistants to assist if anyone needs some help. So um, that's my advice, I guess. I think it's, you know, there's so many options now available in terms of technology and, and to find solutions. And it's very true. I think you raised a really good point that we all have different needs. Yes. And, you know, I I'm not a great Braille user. I hmm. would use it in, in terms of Braille numbering on, on um, rooms and things like that and in elevators and things like that. But Braille um, menus in restaurants right. or Braille information hmm. at a, a check-in of a hotel. And, you know, there are a number of simple solutions that can be made or, as you said, using audio I'm not really saying just audio descriptions, but audio information yeah. electronically so that we as a visually impaired community are able to find out the information that we otherwise can't access. So I think that that point of reaching out to the communities through the spectrum of disabilities and, and finding out is yeah. probably the best place. Because if you've got the willingness to do that, you'll probably have the willingness to implement some of the simple solutions that are needed. And that'll make it a little bit better. That's right. And and this the thing is that we access the world in such a different way. Everyone, people on wheelchairs, we, we don't know, like as blind people, we don't know about the challenges that a person on a wheelchair would face. Uh, but the same way the person on a wheelchair will not know that uh, as a blind person, what kind of 
problems we would face so it's different for each disability as you said mm, but it's also a complete uh, different way we look at the world so you need to ask because you won't be able to put yourself in the person's shoes unless you really know someone with a disability that well mm-hmm. that's so true punam if people would like to reach out to you to to find out a little bit more about you about your blog and about um your life and your travels how can they reach you <coughs> so my email i can give out sure. um i'll spell it out and i'll give a you know so it's p o o n a m that's p for penguin o for orange o for orange n for nancy a for adam m for mike dot uh vaidya uh v a i d y a that's v for victory a for adam i for india d for delta y for yellow a for adam at gmail.com and uh, you can send me an email and i'm very happy to meet and connect with people around the world so if you just want to say hi that's fine too we can just connect and then maybe we'll have mutual friends or mutual interests and uh, yeah feel free to reach out That's great. Thank you so much. And certainly I've enjoyed chatting to you both on WhatsApp and calls and things like that. So it's really been great to share yes. some experience and you are a wonderful person for me to chat to before my trip to India. So thanks for all the advice you gave me there. I'm happy it helped. It really did. Thank you. And I did find some amazing clothing after with the advice that you gave me. Thank Woo-hoo. you. <laughs> <laughs> um Punam, often we find that people with disabilities are nervous about traveling to places they've never been before. Mm-hmm. Now it's clear yeah. to me from our conversations that you don't have any of that fear or anxiety. But what advice would you give to someone who's kind of keen to go out traveling? Yeah. But is still also nervous about doing so. I would say it's perfectly I guess it's normal to be nervous because actually anyone is nervous to go to a new place. Anyone is nervous, sighted or blind. um and also to go alone is a whole other ball game and again sighted or blind not not many sighted people travel alone actually so uh so i think if someone is really nervous what you could do and you want to actually travel alone what you could do is do try to do the best of both worlds go with a sighted person explore around and then send them away <laughs> and spend one day or two days just traveling around alone so that that is what i did in singapore actually and uh, the us i just was alone completely from the beginning uh but uh, i would say think and plan and uh, look at what you can do and if you have other blind people who have actually been to that place that is the best resource you can use you can try using your mailing lists or try um connecting even even sighted people are good resources but maybe not the not as good as if you knew someone who's blind who's gone there or with any other disability that you have um and also i think yeah just a kind of level of confidence uh the willingness to reach out and ask someone which is what some people struggle with asking people um and also yes having a plan b as you mentioned uh before uh we should always know all right this is this is if this happens this is and this is the last option so 
like for example when i travel uh, ab- abroad um, i know that there's an amazing public system uh, of traveling so i take the bus so i can spend less and explore more but i always know okay i have uber or i have lyft or i have any other grab or whatever is in that country i know that i have the app ready to go or at least i know about the app so that i can download it um and yes very important is to uh, i mean i would say always have your phone with you have a backup charger very important <laughs> for someone who's blind at least um and i guess also have <clears throat> someone you can check in with so if you really have i mean any kind of disability especially like maybe wheelchair uh, users or anything to just have a person on tap who can kind of help you if if there's a really big emergency some great advice thank you Poonam, thank you so much for chatting to us today on the Accessible South Africa Travel Podcast. It's been a real pleasure to spend some time with you, listening to a little of your stories of travel and finding out more about the way you travel and some of the advice you have for people who want to do the same. So thanks so much for coming onto the podcast and sharing some of your time with us. Thanks, Lewis. This has been fun and this has been great. And thanks for doing this interview with me. In today's service provider spotlight, we're going to visit Stony Point Nature Reserve, which has one of the world's largest successful breeding colonies of the African penguin. You'll be able to see the penguins as they go about their day-to-day activities in their natural habitat from a raised boardwalk that traverses the entire colony. In terms of accessibility, there are clearly marked accessible parking bays in the parking lot and though the path between the parking lot and the reserve itself is not entirely smooth once you're in the reserve you will be on the boardwalk which is easy to navigate the observation deck is also accessible and there are also restroom and a restaurant facilities that do have accessible features to find out more about the stony point penguin colony you can go to the Accessible South Africa website on www.accessiblesouthafrica.co.za and look under the Activities tab. There you'll find some photographs and more information about these wonderful flightless birds and the colony at Stony Point Nature Reserve. That's it from us for this time. You can find Accessible South Africa on the web at accessiblesouthafrica.co.za or on Facebook and Instagram at Accessible South Africa or on Twitter at Accessible SA. You can also email us at podcast at accessiblesouthafrica.co.za Editing by Deirdre Gower. Our theme music is by Louis Chichao based on a motif by Lois Strachan. Credits read by Andre Latoy, the big positive guy. Thanks for joining us on Accessible South Africa Travel Podcast. We'll see you next time. And until then, happy travels. Happy travels.